0: You're listening to the Auburn Express.
1: What's up, War Report family? Good guy, Ike Jones here. We are back with another Morning Drop. It is Wednesday, March the 1st. The first day of March. It's time to get straight to this. Y'all know how we do. We're talking about Auburn basketball. I know. I know. I don't want to talk basketball. We're going to talk basketball, man. We got more games to play this season. We're going to talk basketball. Can Auburn rebound against Bama tonight, literally and figuratively? Let's talk about it right here. Morning drop style. Y'all know how we do. Let's drop it on them. You are, you now, are now listening now. to. The War Report. Morning drop. Your guy Ike Jones here with my man. I was going say Mike G. I'm so used to saying Mike G. My guy B will. My bad, man. You know what I'm saying B will in the place to be, man. We are here uh talking basketball. I know spring camp started. I know everybody's in football mode already. But dang it, it's basketball season, man. It's March. We gonna talk basketball in March, man. How you gonna have March happening and y'all don't want to talk basketball?
0: Man, it hurts to talk basketball right now. It hurts. It don't that, hurt why. me to
1: talk basketball, man. I'm I listen, man. People were asking me. My guy Jazzy was like, "Ah, man, uh, sorry you had to drive all the way to or get, go all the way to Kentucky to watch it." I'm gonna support my guys, man. I'm gonna support my guys, regard win, lose, draw, drubbing, whatever. I'm here for them. I'm here for my guys. I'm I'm here too. Tonight's a big night, man. I, I don't know what to expect from the team, but I can tell you things that I want to see happen. That's what I can do. I can say that game to game, this team doesn't seem like the same team, so I can't predict what's going to happen, but I could tell you what I'd like to see.
0: Okay. What would you like to
1: see? I would like to personally see mm-hmm. if Wendell Green is going to take more than 10 shots tonight. More than 10 shots. Okay. I need him to make at least 6 of those. Okay. So you need him to shoot above 50%.
0: That's If he's going to take, if,
1: if he's going to take more than 10 shots. Now, it, it, 10 or more shots, I need him to to yes be in that range because I want him taking more efficient shots because it seems like when he shoots more and he's th- that then he's distributing less, right? Like he right. he's not there's very few games where he's going to have high assists and high points. Right? So if he's gonna shoot the ball a lot, I need him to score a lot tonight because he really kind of controls the pace of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does. So let me ask you this. Based on what
0: you've seen of, of Bama's defense, what are the chances that distributing is a legitimate option? It seems that early we actually get into some sort of flow and Wendell distributes well, but we don't hit shots, and then he kind of is like, okay, well, fine. What what is does this just come down to
1: the others actually hitting some shots? Uh, I mean, I think that there's, that's a portion of it. I think he needs to be patient though, right? Kentucky's a good example. We weren't out of that game. We were in that game up until about a minute and something left in the first half of the game. And then all of a sudden we started getting impatient with our stuff. And we started trying to like match shot for shot. You don't have to match them that early in the game. You just need to continue to do what got you to that point in the game, which is be patient on offense and go aggressively attack, attack the board rebounding wise. And that's really the 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 biggest key. Right. Like yeah. windows the key. Rebounding is the key. If you're yeah. not going to shoot well, you have to rebound well. We need more shots. You got to get more bites yeah. at the apple if you're going to be able to 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 do it. Right. There was a game um, I was doing
0: some sports betting, the Orlando Magic, right? There was a guy who had not played for like over a year. I think his name was Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. And he's like a, a four. He's a power forward yeah. slash center. Maybe he's like six, six nine, six ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. He's yeah. You're right. He's more like six nine, six ten. Correct.
0: Yeah. So the Magic were okay. They had some injuries. So once he came back, they had Mo Bamba. They had this kid. They had like four guys in their front court who were all like six ten and taller. They won a game. <laughs> they won a game that they were favored to lose by nine. Because they took 17 more shots at the basket than the, I think it was Philly. It was Philly. And they out-rebounded Philly, who of course was favored to win the game, by like nine and a half points. And I was like, how are they? Oh, that's why. So I started checking the stats. I'm like, y'all rebounded like crazy. for uh, Five or six more offensive rebounds, more like 10 more def- uh, defensive rebounds than Philly. I'm like, "This this is the recipe. Yeah. You don't have to be great on all I mean, you still have to be good at what you do. You're a basketball player. But if you're not going to be able to hit shots and stay in game shooting 48, 49, 50%, then you know what? Get more bites at the apple, like you just said, get the ball, man. Get the ball, get it back, put them back on defense, tire them out a little bit more, and get some easier shots, some some garbage time shots and some some bunnies in
1: there. But we haven't been able to do that. Yeah. That that to me has been the the ailment for this team, right? Missouri, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Kentucky rebounding. We just not we have not rebounded the ball particularly well in those games. Uh, you know, the, the foul situation is definitely a problem, but I think the bigger problem is you, you play a good defensive possession and you're not going to be able to play every possession perfectly, but you have to finish that possession with a rebound. And then on the offensive end. You just need to give yourself more opportunities to be able to, you, you have to limit their opportunities and give yourself more. It's not, it's not really chess. That's right. the checkers. It's a, hey, if they're going to take shots and miss them, secure the defensive glass, If you're going to be missing a lot of shots. You need to get more offensive rebounds. So let me ask you this. What are, do, is there any advantage to playing broom at the four, Cardwell at the five? Yes. To get an advantage in size. Yes. Now, the, Why why the haven't problem we seen more of that? It's because we don't have anybody on the bench. Right. That, so that would be it. There would there would be no bigs once if, those guys if they have get to into take the foul a trouble or we need to get them a breather, who do you go to? Right. You have to put then Jalen Williams in at the four and then Treyor, right? Right. He's not he's not a physical enough presence to be a physical. Or you gotta boards. go to stretch or right, like you, you have to right. figure out how to steal minutes with some other guys who are not really super productive with the minutes that they've been given thus far in the season. Right. Um and so that's that's your that is people talk about the guard play being the issue for this team. I actually beg to differ. Front court depth. The front court depth is the issue for this team. Yeah. Because your guards can play exactly how they play right now and you get more rebounds and you probably win more basketball games. Yeah. Now, our guards do need to take better shots. I think shot selection is a problem for our guards. Like they're taking shots in situations where we're not able to get in there and rebound really well, right? Too early in the shot clock in a place where people aren't able to crash the boards. But if we're going to be effective as a team, we've got to have better shot selection from our guards for sure, got to limit our turnovers from our guards for sure but not having enough depth in the front court you've got Jalen williams who is definitely a good three slash four player right right you've got janai broom who is really a good four slash five he's player but more so he plays four. like a five but he's a four size yeah right and then you've got dylan cartwell who's an ideal five but if you if you play, which in my what in my opinion is kind of your best lineup to be able to be big and still be able to score, which is going to be Wendell Green. Listen to this. Trey Donaldson. I'd actually say Alan Flanagan at the two. Okay. Jalen yeah. Williams at the three. Jani Broom at the four. And Dylan Cardwell at the five. That allows you to be big in four of your five and still have your pace control guy, and you can take Wendell off the four and put Trey there at the one, right? Because you got Mm -hmm. enough scoring at your three, four, um, and then you can still get some scoring from Flan at the two in that situation, right? You can then swap out, but the problem there is again, yeah, you play that lineup and somebody's in foul trouble, you don't really have anywhere else to go, yeah. That's the 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 biggest problem for this team still to me is the fact that you're not getting what you thought you were going to get from Johan Treor and Chance Westry. Yes. Chance because, at the two would, would have been well, should what we expected him to be able to be yeah.
0: at this point in the season at the two would have been a big help.
1: Him at a big one, being able to control the ball. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to let Wendell go off the ball or you're able to you know, bring KD in and 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 you know be off the ball. That's a that's a difference maker, man. Right. Could you imagine that lineup I just said, Chance Westry, Alan Flanagan, uh Wendell, I um, mean excuse me, Jalen Williams, uh freaking Janai Broom, Dylan Cardwell. That's yeah. a very big lineup to try it out there that has two dynamic scores, a big point guard, uh, an energy uh f- high flying wing and then mm-hmm. a guy whose primary goal is to be in there as a backstop slash rebounder slash uh you know yeah. defensive whatever right that's a really good lineup to try out there except for chance westry hasn't been there this season for you.
0: Right, right. So we I mean if
1: we could have played small ball with Johan, right? And and put Broom at the five, Johan at the four, Jalen at mm-hmm. the three, uh, you could go Chance Westry at the two, Wendell Green at the one, and have a smaller lineup you tried out there. Still big in some places, but smaller lineup. Alan Flanagan at the three. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Jalen at the four, right? Like there's a lot of lineups that you could play with out there. Johan at the five in that scenario. And be really small, but be athletic and get up and down the floor. It, you're, you're missing the contribution of those two guys severely. Yeah, yeah. Johan and Westry. Uh, I think they kind of, they they put...
0: They set us back as far as them not being able to develop. I know Chance was, was mostly the injury early and and kind of got sandbagged because of that with his progress. And I don't know exactly what the deal has been with Treyor. But um, like you said, I, th- I think seeing him in Israel and seeing him be a participative scorer um, a, looks like he was engaged. But when he got on the court this season... He just looked a bit lost, like he wasn't yeah. all there. I don't know if it was intimidated by the season. That's something that I think we've speculated about before, but um that does. It pokes a hole in your lineup. You you can't go as deep on your bench. You've got guys who can be serviceable in certain roles, but um, like like you said, stretch can be a, a three, four, but really he's just it would be just defense and hustle. Um, Chris Simo. Simo was actually playing really well, but since he got hurt and came back, I don't know yeah. if he came back and he's kind of protecting the shoulder when he comes back, but um the defender and the hustler that he was at times. Um, he was a, he was a good rebounder as well. Mm-hmm. We we're missing that. We're, yeah. we're missing that quite a bit, and we we don't have the bodies it seems to be our best selves on any given night.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Simo was a starter for this team, which means you had Alan Flanagan coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and that's been a big issue for us as our bench scoring just hasn't been there. Right. Like we're not getting any productivity off of the bench when you look at like as much as I like Trey Donaldson, he's not a scorer off the bench. Right. Like he's going to be a guy who's going to give you a lot of effort. He's going to protect the ball for the most part. He's going to be able to push the ball with tempo. He's a great passer, uh, good effort on defense, but he's not a scorer. So you're not getting scoring when you bring him into the game. Um, Simo has never really been a scorer, so you're not going to get scoring when you bring him into the game. Dylan Cardwell, not a scorer. You're not going to get scoring when you bring him into the game, right? right? And those are really the three guys that you're going to see come off of the Auburn bench most likely. KD's the only scorer that comes off of the bench, but he's so up and down in his scoring that you can't really count on that as productivity game to game. Um, So, yeah, you miss being able to rotate Alan Flanagan in off the bench. Not that Alan Flanagan is a great scorer, but he is someone who you can come in and and he's going to give you eight to 10. He was When he was getting into his double-digit pace or whatever, that was a guy that you'd love to see be able to bring you 12 points off the bench. Right, right,
0: yeah.
1: You don't have that right now, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, mm. I think it's difficult to be high on the team right now. And I get, you know, fan sentiment being what it is but the fact of the matter is again i, I have to remind people everybody thought missouri was going to blow the doors off of auburn when they when they stepped into auburn arena they did you look at people i guarantee there was a lot of people out there who were like yeah missouri's just going to beat us we're not playing very good right now this is a very different thing i'm not comparing missouri to alabama alabama's a better basketball team than missouri get it got it good but alabama is a team that can be beat. Yeah, and they've been they're they've been wearing down here the last few. The South the Carolina game. Weeks. South Carolina is not a great team. South Carolina should have won that game. Yeah, They should have. Brandon should have. Miller had to score forty one, and save them in regulation and overtime for them. And he took like eighty four steps on that last shot that he. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> You know, he had to do all of that. I see why they do TSA pat-downs on me traveling a lot. Um, but uh, <laughs> he had to do all of that in order for them to beat a not-so-great South Carolina team, right? Like, yeah. The Arkansas team, though they're better now, they're playing better now and that Nick Smith is back in the lineup, hasn't been great this year. And yeah. Bama struggled against them. They weren't great in that game. So, again, not some impervious juggernaut that we're going up against. We can beat this team, but it's going to take a lot of effort and energy. And the question is really, again, on the defensive glass or on the glass particularly, can the team rebound? And mentally, can they rebound from what happened in Kentucky? Because this is the first time they got smacked all season.
0: Right. And that's that's what worries me. I think Bruce, um, he remarked about how many games they have played. Physically, they're tired. When you can't go really deep into your bench, then that ratchets up even more. Like mm-hmm. now you're you're thin, really at four and five, honestly. Your rotation has has been condensed because Simo can't give you the same minutes. I don't know if if you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing, and you see you're losing Saturday after Saturday. You've been losing these games, and then it just seems to all kind of like pile up at the same time. And then Kentucky just get blown out the water. And now you go and play what is by metric and by eye test, the best team in our conference. Listen, we what we know what our best case scenario is. It is a very tight, buttoned together, efficient uh, defensive game where we hold it down and we at least get good looks and we hit enough of them to stay in the game. Can you give that effort? Still tired, because I promise you, those <laughs> all that energy you're expending, you get a little more tired if it ends up in a loss. Yeah, like you got to bring it back together every every after every loss and go, all right, no, no. We know what we got to do. We know we messed up. And you're checking your notes and you're like, all right, so here's how we adjust the game plan. And you put together a phenomenal effort and that phenomenal effort results in the loss. Man, it gets harder to get up. And they're humans. They're, yes, these are players. They're They are not professional athletes, but these are still athletes who they are mentally steeled to get out there and keep doing this, but it wears on yeah. you to keep losing and that's that's what I worry about about this team um whether no matter who they were going to play tonight you keep losing and keep losing man Uh, I just hope I hope that their spirits are high enough to give their best effort tonight. War Report family you are listening to The Morning Drop where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Drop! Thanks for sticking around
1: through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Uh, we're going to start with Michael Carlisle, who says, preach, Ike, I will do that. Just thank, thank you very much. This team needs a boost, need to make a tourney run. This team can still make the tournament, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, they're not out of it. I know everybody was all NIT uh, like four weeks ago. You get one of these two and you don't get smacked in either one of them. You're going to the tournament. You beat <laughs> yeah, you them or what? you beat Tennessee and you don't lose <laughs> poor badly to either one of those teams. You're going to be in the, in the tournament. So the thing about our our schedule and in the view of what the tournament is
0: and what the tournament should be is that slots one through twelve are usually for teams who uh, major conference teams and, and other conferences because we're not just talking power five. There are some basketball conferences that that count as major when, when it comes to college basketball, like the Big East. Right, mm-hmm. UConn's over there, and, and Xavier and Villanova. That's that's a big conference. If, if but if it, in basketball, if we're going to equate it to football, it'd be like a power seven or something like that. One through twelve is kind of reserved for those teams in those conferences, and then you've got your automatic bids for uh, your smaller conferences if they win their their tournament or if they win uh, their their season. I don't know if they do. They get in for just beat, winning their season conference a
1: regular season. Uh, I don't actually know how that works for I the so. the mid-majors and the smaller conferences, whether you have to okay. win your tournament or like I don't know how the auto qualifier goes for that.
0: Right, right, right. But um anyway, so we look at Auburn and how we've been struggling and how we've we've lost, we got blown out by Kentucky, and we lost to Tennessee early and it was tight. We lost to Bama and it was tight. We lost to Texas A&M. So we go, man, we lost so many games. We're losing games in the rows, losing streak. The best. Sixty-four teams. One thing we have to remember is that we're definitely one of the best. Sixty fools, well, technically sixty-eight now, sixty-eight teams. Like right. we are still one of those. We are playing against the some the best
1: thirty teams, right? And, and we're losing against the best thirty teams. Exactly. Right. So that, it's that's hard the to difference. keep that perspective in your mind and saying, "Oh, we're an nit team. But no, we're not a championship team." but are we one of the best 68 teams in the country? Yes. Right,
0: right. We're we're one of the best 68. Now, I understand how this could go off the rails if you lose badly at Bama, then you lose to Tennessee at home. Right. Now I see the case, but you have to remember, those are still two of the top 10 teams in the country. You lose to Kentucky. The way they're rated now in in, uh, NET, I think they are top 30. We're losing to a bunch
1: of top 30 teams, so all that says to me is we're like 30... 31 right. to 30. We'll likely make the tournament, but we probably won't win but one game if we win that one. Right. Now,
0: recency and the the optics of going on a losing streak when we go on it and how it looks, how badly we lose, all of that does play into the decision, I'm sure. I know NET is not like a slam lock case for well, these are the ratings, so let's just one through 68. One through 68 on the NET. That's not quite how it goes. We
1: can still be one of the best. Michael Carlisle giving us the news here. No spot for mid-majors for regular season champs. Only conference tourney champs go. Um, Oh, okay. I'll be at the MVC uh, Arch Madness this weekend, and only the winner will get the bid regular season champ automatic to the NIT. So you got to win the tournament. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So my guess is unless you're like highly ranked like a a St. Mary's and Gonzaga, they're in the same conference, so one of them is not going to win. Right, the conference, but the other one will likely be in because they've been uh, high in their conference all all year, and they're high enough in the NET to get in there. But okay, so that's good to know. So we are definitely one of the best. I would say fifty teams in the country. All right, I can say that confidently. I don't know how. I don't want to say I don't know how. I understand how everybody, why everybody's afraid of us missing. Oh well, we're not again. We're going up against thirty and better. That doesn't mean we're not. 31 through 64 here right? 68 here so i want everybody to keep that in mind when we're talking about our tournament chances i do think we can botch this up though yeah you can lose embarrassingly two times in the road to your last two opponents and then go into the tournament don't win an sec tournament game now it's extra spicy and i think yeah. that would be the reason that you get kicked out because then you're going against some of the bottom dwellers of the conference we're still mid we're definitely mid of the conference. Right. You go against an Ole Miss and lose. You go against a Mississippi State and lose. You go against a Georgia or South Carolina and lose. Or a Missouri who you just drummed and you lose. Now, there's a case for you to be left out the tournament. Other, other than that,
1: we have to stay competitive in our last two games. I think we're all right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? But again, you know, uh, I understand people feeling like, well, this team can't win a championship. Why do we? We we don't even need to be in right. the tournament. Right. right? I get it. Right. I understand the sentiment, but that's not how it works. Um, now, another thing that could derail it is some team like Vandy going on, you know that that's outside of the the field of sixty four right now going on a crazy run in the SEC tournament and win the tournament, right? So they get the right. auto-qual and then you've got these right. other people who would have qualified anyway, like Bama, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Kentucky, likely going to qualify now. Arkansas still may qualify now, right? And mm-hmm. those teams who are ahead of you in the net, in the conference, make it. And then you get the auto-qualification from a team who was outside of it, right? right in the tournament, right? Though There's a lot of scenarios. Texas right. A&M's likely going to make the tournament, right? There's a lot of teams from the c- conference already going to make it. If you don't handle business in these last two games, and to your point, B-Will, you don't at least win one in the conference tournament, and one of those other teams goes on to win the tournament, you put yourself way behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go to Valencia, who says, I will be at the game tonight. So will I, Valencia. I am making the trip to Tuscaloosa, so I will be in the building. I am there to see my guys do work. P Pass says, never prod a wounded tiger. Absolutely bad business if you do decide mm-hmm. to do that. Hopefully the guys come out playing with their backs against the wall and with sure. something to prove. Uh, this team, Michael Carlisle, jumps back in, must defend to win. Been saying this all season. We have to check their guards outside and not let them downhill, uh, let them get downhill looks at the basket. Missouri game is the blueprint look Missouri and Bama the 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 strategy was the same in those two games we just executed it a little bit better against Missouri and um, Missouri doesn't have the inside talent that yeah that Bama has. The, the difference between the two is that Missouri is not as big right and right. so we were able to control the glass in that game and that's why I say mm-hmm. it's going to come down to uh, effort defensively on the glass And making sure that we limit their, or not just defensively, but offensively, but on the glass to make sure we're limiting their second chance opportunities. And we're doing a better job on our end, being able to get ourselves second chance. And and to your point, this is a very key point, not letting them get downhill. We did a much better job of not letting Missouri get downhill on their drives because the strategy was, all right, if they're going to kill us, they're going to have to kill us from two, not three against Bama last time. And we did a good job of that. We forced them into a lot of twos. They shot a high proficiency on those twos, though, because the the, the looks were too easy sometimes. Uh, so yeah. Just got to do a better job of just showing some resistance and letting them get downhill. Um, Derek Anderson jumps in. We can beat Alabama. Heck, we can beat almost anyone in the country. Most of our losses have been uh, we have been in it. We just got to rebound, not get stupid fouls and knock down some shots, mainly free throws this is a big thing, man. Our free throw shooting. You know, we've got some guys who aren't great free throw shooters. Jani Broom is kind of a on again, off again, free throw shooter. But yeah. the misses we get from guys like KD, who's who used to be shooting in the 80 uh, percent range. Uh, Wendell Green every now and then. I think I I, I remarked this and hopefully I um, he, he breaks this streak. And I don't know if this is a true statement because I haven't gone back to research it. I don't know that Wendell Green has made all three foul shots when getting fouled on a three point shot yet this season. He usually is going to miss one of them three. Hmm. I, I have to go back and check it, but he gets fouled on three-point shots pretty frequently. I don't know that he's made all three yet on a trip where he got fouled and, and, and needed three shots or earned or, or three shots. I did not know that. <laughs> he just he just misses one of them pretty frequently so we just got to get in a better free throw shooting rhythm um you know hopefully we'll, we'll have officiating that allows us to get to the line if they're going to be calling fouls in this game but we'll see how yeah. that works yeah. Haley jumps in and says we need everyone to shoot relatively well and shot selection needs to be damn good we need to be able to rebound very well and not give them multiple second chance shots agreed
0: yeah, for sure. And and we um like we were talking about, lineup is probably our, our biggest hindrance as far as rebounding goes. But Bama's a long enough team to where that's going to be more of a challenge yeah. than it was against a team like Missouri. So hopefully they're bringing the hard
1: heads. Yep. Effort and energy, man. Uh, hit the free throws in the second half when the game is close. Can't be five minutes left and missing one and ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. James Barnett, fellas, we have to blow them out in order to win there. Refs are not going to let us win a close game in T-Town. Thoughts on that?
0: Uh, I think a close game in T-Town comes down to how well we shoot. And that's why I I actually like, we can only win a close game. I don't think we shoot well enough to blow them out there. Because what that means we'd have to be doing is really hitting an, an inordinate amount of threes. That, yeah, that's if, if we're shooting un- a lot of threes towards. and then we're in a it's a completely different ball game right. so if we're gonna shoot and hit at a really high clip at three, then we're gonna blow anybody. I mean that happens to basketball all the time though. so you see something uh, a team favored to lose by a lot listen man if if that team comes out winning by double digits or something, check that three point percentage or they just outshot the team because they out rebounded the other team by a really wide margin. so out rebound or out shoot them at the three point line. That's how you do it. I think those things give us a close win. I don't see us being able, a really being able to blow them out in detail.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, yeah, a blowout, I don't see that happening unless Bama shoots like they did against um, South Carolina. They didn't yeah. shoot particularly well in that South Carolina game. And South Carolina defended pretty well. But um, if they have a shooting performance like that, then we do have an opportunity. But again, it's going to come down to how well we rebound. Because if they're going to shoot poor, Poorly, but get a bunch of second-chance shots doesn't matter. Um, Justin Thomas jumps in. Our team is known for shooters having the green light, so why do we only see four-shot attempts from Trey and Zepp? This is a good so, question. I, um, I I think that we do. We
0: did have to have typically, I go back to, of course, not only the year we had with Bryce Brown and Jared Harper and, and Chum in the Final Four, but the following year, we had Javon McCormick. hmm We had Samir Dowdy. Mm-hmm. We had Isaac Okoro. Mm-hmm. These guys were also not afraid to shoot. They shot their shot. Samir Dow- Dowdy was hitting threes at a very good clip. Like we had shooters for like two two seasons. And I still regret not being able to have that SEC uh, tournament champion team get a chance to play in the tournament in spring of twenty twenty because I think that would have been a special run. But we had the shooters. It's they they had the mentality though. They had. I remember Samir hitting like a really, really long shot. It actually made like a as a sports in the top ten, and then he like shimmyed after that. He was a shooter. He got better mm-hmm. from from year one to year two. Here, we don't have the shooters. Our these guys don't have the confidence, yeah, to do that. Like Zep can score. I think Zep can score. Mm-hmm. I think Zep was more committed to being uh, the the stopper on defense, the the ball stopper on defense. Mentally, he is not in the position to score. He has never been uh, touted as a score they, they didn't put the ball in his hands a lot on design stuff. So how do you turn a guy into something that he's not? Ability is one thing. But are you that dude that's going to get me a bucket? Yes or no? And I don't think enough of these guys believe that or, or want to try to be that. They're trying to play the role that was given to them. And honestly, I think most of them do a good job. We don't have a scorer. We can try to make a score out of somebody. I think Wendell's a better distributor than he is a scorer, and he tries to turn himself into a scorer, and it doesn't really work, not because he can't do it, but because, listen, this is I can score, but this is not what I'm, I'm built to do here. We are missing some vital pieces of a basketball team when it comes to size and rebounding and also just a killer mentality when it comes to scoring. I, these guys trying to turn themselves into that is not going to work, and that's why it doesn't work. On a consistent basis, we need dudes who. This is what I do. I score, and we
1: just don't have those dudes. Yeah, the, the guy uh, and I said this before. He is, for regardless of what people think about him, he's the key to me for us to be able to be better late game. Is KD Johnson, who has the mentality of, man, I can score whenever I want to, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't have the proficiency or the efficiency in his shot selection and shot making to be able to do it. But his mentality says. Right. Man, I can get a bucket whenever I want to, bro. Right. There's literally this, nobody yeah. on this court who can stop me.
0: Yeah. His size has limited him and what you lose with with turnovers at, at a certain point in time with him was why I'm sure his role got got, you know, paired he down was, a little he bit. He was
1: really bad against Kentucky. He was that that was one of the worst games I've seen him play this year was against Kentucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: so we, we have one dude, but he's not
0: consistent enough at everything for it, for it to be valuable to, for us to keep him on the court and say hey go do it. So we, we are we're down pieces. We're down some pieces, you know. This is where what we are and where we're at in the season, but um I don't I don't expect Trey and Zep to just go. You know what I got this. Because that's not who they are.
1: Yeah. They Trey, but, but they you. have the green light to do it. Like I I don't yeah. know like I liked the effort and energy I saw out of Zep Jasper in the Kentucky game mm-hmm. um like when he was going and he's coming downhill he looked aggressive he looked like he was he was one of the few people who i watched his activity during that game and i said to mm-hmm. myself that young man is coming ready to play in yeah. the second half the first half yeah. it looked like a lot of people second half it really only looked like zip was out there moving with purpose and and really mm-hmm. giving energy specifically on the offensive end when he had the ball in his hands uh but then he didn't take any shots and i was just like yo man just you know hit yeah. hit the little step back that you got and give him something man because um, he's got it in his bag. I watched him do it. I've seen him do it before, but he has to kind of make up in his mind. Ain't nobody else going to do it this game? All right, I got y'all.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Amen. Uh, ben Bloodworth jumps in. Even if we don't make the tournament this year, there's no need to panic. We've got great recruits coming in. Next year, Trey, Trey Orr and Westry should be better contributors. 2024 will be fun.
0: Yeah, I think the future's bright. The future's extremely bright. Bruce is made note of what our deficiencies are. Obviously he's corrected it with Aiden Holloway. Um the the big center that we got coming in. Is he twenty twenty four Peyton or uh, I Peyton think he's March twenty four
1: guy. I don't remember actually what year he is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um and the two guards we've got in the twenty four class. Listen. We've got scoring, we've got size coming, and he's still going to do work in the portal because he always does. So I'm not worried about the future. I'd get It's really disappointing for everybody to live through this season. I imagine it's even more disappointing for the players. So I try to keep that in mind when we're ragging on on how how down this season has been compared to prior seasons. But the future is bright, and I'm, I'm encouraged by that as well, Ben.
1: Yeah, but I have to agree with this point uh, brought up by Pass. I think we still need to make the tournament for recruiting purposes. Um, listen, you, it's, it's something mm-hmm. that's to out that you haven't missed an NCA tournament in blah, blah, blah years. And we want to keep that streak going. Um, they have an opportunity still to do that though, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not out of the question. Like I, I know a lot of fans have written, written off the team. It's not out of the question that we make the NCAA tournament. In fact, it is still very much a possibility. It's in question, but it's not, it's definitely not out of the question. So we just need to close out well here and against two teams that I think we can beat, right? Like, Bama's going to be a tough team to beat. Tennessee's much closer to us as far as they don't shoot the ball particularly well. We're going to have them at home. That's a more likely win of the two. Um, right. But this is definitely a gettable game, and they need to just go get it. Yeah. yeah Point sure. blank, period. Uh, Cam jumps in here and says, the fact that we're stressing about basketball shows how dope BP has been for Auburn. This cannot be underscored enough. Right. People acting as if Bruce Pearl has lost it somehow, and he doesn't understand what it takes to build winning basketball culture, and the game's passed him by, and uh, he's—I see all kinds of stuff that people are saying about Coach Pearl, and I just don't understand it because, again, I can can list you a ton of reasons how— this might be one of the better coaching performances I've seen him do in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. Considering all the stuff that has not gone in the direction that he needs it to go in order to have the type of team he thought he was going to put out there on the court. Right. Um. And the adjustments that I've seen him make uh, defensively in games and the, the strategic things that they've done as a staff to put people in positions to play good basketball. I could go down the laundry list of those things right now, but I don't know why I need to defend Bruce Pearl to people. I just don't I don't understand that. Like I don't I don't get having to come on camera and defend a coach that took a program that was in a situation where you could literally walk up to a game the day of the game and somebody would give you tickets to yeah. <laughs> a team that you have to fight to get tickets for and they sell out routinely. Just because we're not a surefire which there is no surefire in collegiate basketball but some people want to pretend like that's a thing they're not a surefire final four team I, I don't know again i don't know why we have to exist in these extremes of we're going to kill everybody or we're terrible um we're an average team this year average teams make tournaments every single season yep the tournament is full of average teams and <laughs> yeah they'll
0: be they'll bow out in the first round Maybe make it to the second round, and and that's the maybe that's the ceiling for your average team. But they'll still be there. That coach is still going to have this many tournament appearances at one. So we we have to be okay. And, and to the point, the the expectations have been have been raised by Bruce yeah. Pearl, and the fact that everybody's down is proof of that.
1: Yeah, and I get it. I understand. Um, you know, we 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 want to be able. It, it's our fan base is uh, kind of like that 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 guy who is just all dunks but no fundamentals like we we get off on dunking on people online right like that's our thing we just want to be able to dunk on people and when we can't dunk on people we don't have nothing else to fall back on and it's like you don't have to be sean kemp bro like you can it's okay to like be a, a, a solid role player out here and just support the team without having to dunk on people where it's like but i can't dunk we suck yeah it's like, man, no, it's not dunking, bro. It's yeah. just chill that, out. That, you know what? That's that's a very true of how
0: it is in football. I think it's because we're a football school and football culture. There is one game that you can gonna determine how much trash you could talk to the other team for the for, entire year. For the next year. Right. And that that thing for us, that win in basketball, that's kind of unimpeachable, is but final four appearance. Mm-hmm. And so we can we can hold that over the other team's head and and of course head-to-head matchups, but you didn't even make the tournament. That's the first threshold. Well, you didn't even win the conference, regular season or uh, conference tournament. Well, you didn't make the NCAA tournament. where you got kicked out in the 64. You got kicked out in the 32. So we don't have anything this year tangible
1: enough to fight back with. And I think it's bothering a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, the whole thing with that's how it was with Georgia. It's like, ah, man, but y'all ain't won a national championship in 50 some years. And it's like, right. now you can't say that to them no more. You're like, our fast, our football team sucks. It's like, no, you just can't dunk no more. Right, right, right. I get it, man. I really do. As a fan, I really understand. I understand your pain, but I also understand. Cheer for these boys tonight, and hopefully they can bring home the W, man. We are going to get out of here, though. Until next time, man, we appreciate y'all. War Eagle. Peace. Peace.